doesn't it? It leaves behind the one, the one lame geezer, Nephibosheth. And even him, he takes away half his land, because he gives it half it to Tzibo, which is the other, another story. So, I mean, any, any Goy reading this is going to be pretty anti, pretty, uh, will find things to, to mock at Dovid. However, that, was, that sounded all very reasonable to me. But unfortunately, <laughs> when learning Malachim, I came along at the beginning of Malachim, there's a Rashi, which we're going to be doing on, reading on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Rashi quotes from Seder Olam, the attacker happens at the end. Uh, Manasseh is quoting Seder Olam. And Rashi, that's uh, not surprising, I, 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 that's maybe this point. Seder Olam was written by, the, by, by one of the Tanoi. He was written by the Talmud of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva had five Talmudim. And each one of them, uh, there's after originally had so many, and then the, because of the Romans, they, uh, the, the problem with the Romans killed so many, and also they had the uh, the plague or whatever. And uh, he then started again in his old age and, and had five Talmudim. One of them's probably there. So you, you, you didn't say to Olam Sutta. No, Olam Sutta. Uh, I wouldn't be so worried if it was say to Olam Sutta. Uh, I'll come to you in a moment. So, so Rebbe Akiva wrote, wrote the, uh, so Rebbe Akiva had his, Five times in the end of his life, one of the, Rabbi Meir was, his, was the one to have a halacha, and Rabbi Shimbari Choy was the one to have a kabbalah, each one that specialized, and one was specialized in, 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 in timings and whatever, and wrote Seyda that was Yosef ben Chalata. So you're dealing with a, with a tama, and it's quoted by the Gemaras, and it's quite, I mean, so arguing with Seyda Olam is something, is something which Rashi, which is difficult, and Rashi we've seen consider, I mean, the Rashi takes that almost like, I wouldn't use the word gospel. <laughs> I shouldn't use the word, but you, you get what I'm getting at. It's impossible to argue with, with Sado. Other we've shown him don't, I do. I mean, the dark and Ralbag will often say, no, no. For example, the classic one was, how long was the Marcus of Shaul? Sado says two years, therefore Rashi says it must be two years. Was, it just can't be, there's too many things happening in that period of time. The Kenyans aren't saying you on. So there we've shown him argue with Sado. How do they do that? So they just... But um, the Seda of Zutta also does a chronology and dates and whatever, but that was written by, uh, that's an unknown ownership, um, dubious um, authorship, probably among the guy, somebody in the time of the guy. But I remember somebody once timed it in relation to Rishonim, somebody would quote something which was Rishonim. You know, the Chazanish was strongly against quoting using the, the newly discovered Rishonim in Halacha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he objected to that. Really? He tied the Chazanish. Mm. Although the Mishnah Buddha does, the Mishnah Buddha now then says, now come on the Ewe, it's been discovered, and it says, you know, you find the Mishnah Buddha does, but the Chazanish objected. For two spots, one, one spot he said, that the, 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 uh, the Kayach of Arishan is not so much because he was so great, it's because it's been relied upon by Kladisor. That's the Kayach, that the Kladisor commits Allah. We have followed, it becomes a hundred other Kladisor, we've used this rational. But the Rashba, which we never, which never been used, hasn't got any chayos. Yeah, 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 right. But the second idea, he said, in this month from the Rishonim, I believe you I mean, you can get an idiot also right. This is in the time of the Rashba, the Kishrim or, for example, people used to amend any sort of thing which they didn't quite like. You know, there's a chayos in a time against changing the, the text. Because people, were, whenever they were reading the Gemara, if they didn't quite like it, they would rather... <laughs> They would write out the words they don't like, write in their own words. Or, that's why we got, no, it's just one, it was common, that's why we get different gears in the Gemara. I mean, apart from the fact it has to be handwritten, because people would say, no, 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 I can make it, I can improve on that, I can improve on that, so they, so they used to do it. So not everything which is written, therefore, in the time of the Rishonim is necessarily so brilliant, and therefore something written in the time of the of the of the Gaina uh, might also not be so so brilliant or might have been amended. I call upon him say that I, therefore I just thought I had to inform you that this according to Sayyid Olam, which is more reliable, was saying if this happened at the very end of Dobby's life. Right. And what happens at the end was he's buried them and we made a gazer against the against the the the, the, the and now everything is, and, and what is the lesson from this? To accept that the, the measures which Rashi quotes, that when people came along to this period of time when they saw these bodies hanging, and they say, what? Why are like people hanging? Don't you Jews have any, any way of rule that they still in the Glossite? And they would say, be told, oh, they did bad. Who are they? They're the son, they're, 
they're princes. Are they revolted, Mustama? Yeah, yeah, this is a tradition. No, 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 they didn't revolt. People who revolted were all buried. These were people who maltreated, maltreated these Geirim Gururim. And therefore, these people are particularly defenseless, like the widows and the orphans, and people who, who take advantage of the widows and orphans have to be particularly punished and put to shame. And they said, that's for that, therefore, Minashamayim, we're told, being told, I'd be a man the arms at them, or David worked out as what was best, and it had to be done. That we were mavatul the mitzvah of the Sunday Lassai, and also the Yimusah of the Sabbonim. So it's really a quite a. Right, now, you may wonder why I was sort of going back on the story of the Yavonim, where really we have to go forward, and it's not even related. It's because this. If it wasn't for the fact that it's all part of Shemuel, I would have said the. Uh, as I'll say, you should always learn the things you want to learn. And I can't say I'm greatly impressed by, in terms of what I would like to learn, that's of course it's Torah. <laughs> but I've, uh, so what, what, what we're going to have now, from now on, uh, for a few chapters, it's, as you will see. So, Prophet Tezbor, Vatehi Oid, Milchomo La Plishtim Yisrael. There was another war with the Plishtim against Yisrael. The way it's put, La Plishtim Es Yisrael, I suppose I would say later on, does suggest they attacked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're the Plishtim attacked us. The Plishtim soil. But we're not given a, a time. We're not told oh, there was Oid, because we've been told previously of many wars, but then we're given a chronological sequence. So how this fits in with those, they finish. David and David and his. Avod does not mean any, as I said, slaves or whatever. It means his. It means his um, scarf, what? Entourage. Entourage, yeah, but it's the word avodim, as we said before, means simply everybody is an evid of, of the king. Mm-hmm. That's the expression you would use. So everybody's an evid of the king, but it means his personal, his own, as you said, entourage. Well, in my with him, I often finished him, and they fought against him. But you are David, and David became weak in the battle. So this does suggest that this person is speaking towards the end of his life. I heard somebody suggested this might be a man who, who was in Naiv, but that can't be. Naiv was way inside Eretz soil and was never captured by the guy, by the Philistine, I would, I would imagine. And this was the, it, that was his name, Yishbai Benayv. You know, like Shah Yoshev is the name. Mm-hmm. Asher who was one of the descendants of the Rafa. Now, who, who is this the Rafa? Two possibilities. The one that Hazal quote is that Rafa is ne- no less a person than um, Orpa. Mm-hmm. When Orpa refu- uh, just went, went back from from uh, Rus, from um, sorry Normi, leaving behind Rus, she's called Orpa because she turned her back on mm-hmm. her This is the uh, the name, the name that she was given. Orpah is related, it fitted in with her. She was the one who was going to turn her back, her neck, the back of her neck to Judaism. She's going to be a stiff neck to get religion. Well, that's understandable. I mean, I mean, after all, it was going to be pretty difficult to live in, uh, as a girl. We can't, it's difficult to criticize her. We always normally, if somebody wants to become a girl, we tell them there's no point in trying to be a girl. I mean, things aren't brilliant among the inn. But nevertheless, she did turn her back to, to Judaism. And Chazal say that if somebody has an impetus to become better, and then it fails, they are often going to get worse. It's a human reaction. If you, you're trying up and then you fall down, you can often fall down a lot worse. And therefore they say that, that even that night that she, she left, she was nibbled to a hundred men, if it's a, a, a dog. And this may be exaggeration, it's trying to put over the idea that uh, she was then descended into a... Into a, into, into a and Chazal say that she, however, had four children. If, on the, if you say that Rafa was Orpa, and it comes from the word Rafa, meaning therefore weak, mm-hmm. weak, yeah, that she was weak in her religious ideas, the same, yeah. Then that she had four. Ch- if it's referring here, we're going to see that she had four children who were giants. So she had the schools, as it were, to have children who were great. Unfortunately, all of them wanted to kill David. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, there is, of course, a timing problem, because you would have thought the story of Rus was way, way before the story of, of, um, 
of, of David. There's quite a few generations are mentioned there at the end of Rus between between uh, or between Rus and, and, and David. But maybe Yelide could be descendants rather than her actual children. So okay, so that is one shot. The second shot, which I, which is comes from Rafa, comes from the Rafaim which we're told about, these were giants, yeah. the reason they were giants, but they were the, and nevertheless, the, ne- the nest, the four Malachim came and fought against the mm-hmm. five Malachim, and they, they wiped out the Rafoim, Ashra's Kanaim. But the only problem, and then it would mean a few of them escaped, and went over to the Pishti land, the Skiri there, now they're in Pishtim, and they are these giants who are living in the Pishtim, again, they're descendants. You lived there, who was these are descendants, therefore they were g- in the genes with some people who were very strong, they uh, who uh, were therefore able to uh, fight against him. Okay, so that was like, my, my, my only thing is, as far as I know, the Chumash says, Hirak Oig, Nisha, Miyesa, no, Miyesa was for it. Only Oig was left over. So, uh, I don't know how these people escaped, mm. but maybe they went over before, or whatever. Uh, the, and I said, these are the two, the two shitters. Either it's Orpah's descendants, or they're the Reform. One way or another, they're going to be giants. Either therefore they're, they're giants because they are from the Rafoim, which was called as Abzumim, and various other things that they were giants, or just dumb that they were descendants of Orpah and given us supposed to be God people. So to tell you about this Nishbi Badaif, it says Mishkal Kenai Shoish Meos Mishkal Nechosh. It's a bit of a problem about what this was delayed of the Mishkal. Shoish um, Mishka, this, would be, this would be Shkolim, yeah, 300 copper, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's obviously going to be, it's got to be a large amount, otherwise it would be making a fuss about it. What on earth is this Kano, which is an unusual word which you don't normally find, one suggestion is the blade, the blade of his sword was this, was this weight, another suggestion it's the Rashim Salah, it's the, 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 which might also be the blade, but you get the, the wood which goes into something. Mm-hmm. It goes into, and that's what we're talking about, the thing that goes into, which perhaps the blade on the other side. Mm-hmm. What is it we're talking about then? According to the, the other ones, it's probably the blade of a sword. Mm-hmm. But according to Rashi, it's simply the blade of a spear. So it's the, the blade of a spear with the holder that it goes into, or maybe mm-hmm. just the holder. Anyway, the Hu Chagoch and he had new armaments. Um, why new armament is better than old armament is something I wouldn't really know, but maybe yes. You sorry, not armor though. I meant new new uh, protective armor. things. Armor. So I would imagine that they it would they didn't have steel, so it would get rusty and therefore weaker and whatever. If you had it new, it's going to be uh, more protection. He tried to say is he was a formidable a formidable foe. He was able to carry his own if his sword was so or spear was so heavy that at least means that he's obviously a big man. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to be Makar Dovi. There's a bit of a problem, we should say, by Yomer, should say, he's trying. Mr. Dovi, we said, in the previous positive, was weak. Mm-hmm. So, and probably, therefore, he was on his own, uh, among the, the other rest of the, uh, sorry, that's a straggler, and the other person is, uh, intended to kill him. Uh, that's what he should say. And he tried. So there's a chance given that that, that the, by Rashi, when somebody is appointed, uh, sort of, he'd only just started. He was now, as it were, um, became not apprentice, was it, inducted into becoming in the army. And when you're there, you say, "I'm going to do." You know, these new youngsters there. We're going to do the great things, you, or maybe it's part of the right of the rights of um, adolescence. You've got to show something. B, you've got to do something to show you're a warrior. And he said, "I'm going to kill David." <laughs> so it's Vayona. Well, maybe to both the troops, we often said he said he was going to kill David, and now he finds this opportunity because David is Vayoaf. Vayazalei Avishai ben Suya, then Avishai ben Suya, Suya's mother, helped David. He came to help him. Rashi says by davening, but it could be physically as well. Vayachis Apishi, and he smote the Pishi. Who is, see the question is, who is he? If Avishai was doing the davening, you can't be doing the, maybe you can do both. But they say every morning we say Chere Pifias Biyodam. After we say Rodnas Kael Bigvainam, Chere Pifias Biyodam. So they can be davening as well as fighting. So maybe he did both. For you betray him and he killed him. All the Nishbu are Anshay David, Lo Leimah. Then the people of the soldiers of David, 
swore, saying, Lai, say, say, Oi, the Torah, and the Homer, you can't go on anymore. The Lai, Sahaba, there's no you soil, or you'll put out the light of your soil. You cannot come out. You're not fighting with us anymore. You stay behind. And again, you you dogged. Since the dogged became weak in the battle and was unable, therefore, to keep up or ended up on his own or whatever, it becomes now a liability. Now you're too old to fight. You know, you were were good when you were 20. They want to protect him. They want to protect him. We actually had an earlier case that was when he was fighting against Absalom. Mm Um, then they also said, we don't want you to, you just double it, you know, you can, your doubling is good, we'll leave you behind. But then we had another spot that they knew that the, this, there was a battle between Avshalom and David. Essentially, there was just an, an argument about the two of them, who was going to become king. And we, did, we saw once Avshalom was killed, that was the end of it. There was no, you can't fight for Avshalom when Avshalom is dead. This because it was not a battle between two nations or two Shvatim, it was a battle between Avshalom and David. So once Avshalom was dead, that was the end of it. If David had been killed, that also would be the end of David's fight. Okay. They would have all disintegrated. It was not just to fight for. They were only fighting for, for David. So then they, they, the enemy would have made, a, Absalom's army would have made a beeline just for David. And that would have been a particular for danger to the rest of the, of the people around him. And now, uh, it was now a more general thing that David himself is a liability because he can't, he's, 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 uh, he's going to be weak. Could be that. It could also be that generally the other side, even if, even if the person is a fight between nations, you still aim to kill the, the leader of the other side, the general leading it, and then everybody will disperse. We saw it in relation to, uh, to Achov, and you see it in other cases when, and Yoshiyahu, that the Goyim aimed, as the Apostle makes it clear, they were aiming at killing the king who'd gone up to the, ar- the army. If you can kill him, then the Jewish army would, would be morally the battle might, they might still come back again, this is a fatal fight between nations, but morally they would be, uh, be, uh, be affected. So it could be that as well. I'll call upon the scene, this suggests again this was happened later. So, and this seems to be the only time we ever talk about near you soil. The, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that if, you, if you lose, the David is regarded as the nair you saw, the light of God is oil. That is, you know, he's giving light, and he is causing other things to, to be lit. And if we if we put him out, if he's put out, there won't be the person who's doubling for God is oil like the light. Sorry. Oh yes, there are a few nair you saw. There's one in here. You see, this was one of the things which, until I saw. That Gemara, that Seder uh, Olam, confirmed me in my belief that the earlier cha- part of the chapter was was much later, because here it says by he came. When you're talking about something happening after something else, you say by he came. So now, therefore, this battle, which we're going to describe now, happened after the battle we started off in Tesvot. Mm-hmm. So although I don't know when this was in Tesvot, although probably towards the end of David's life, but you know somewhere on the ground here, but the next battle happened after that. Presumably, as you say, in the in the town of Goiv, in Palestine. So the battle, this, this down therefore suggests to me that, that the Palestine came up against us, but rather we came up against them, because it says, Hanochoma, the war. So it's a continuation of the war, which was La Palestine, Esri soil, but this time it was a, a, a war with the Palestinians. It suggests that the Yidden now attacking. Oz Hika Sivke Akushasi, a man who's called Sivke, Sivkei, sorry, Akushasi, comes from presumably a town called Hush. Husha. He killed Saf, the number two. So we've had Yishbi Benoim, the first one. Now we've got another one called Saf. Asher Yelide Horof. He's another one of these Yelide Horof. Vahit he Oid. Hamokhoma. Begoiv. Same place. Ima Pishtim. Third battle. Vahyachal Chonon Ben Yeiri Ergim Beit Halachmi. Esgolius Agiti. Seis Hanisai Kimnoid Ergim. Yes. 
which one said there was a, a, yet another battle in Goi with the Philistine. So yes, once again we came to attack, and therefore Goi will be among the Philistine lands. And there was a man called Elkhonon ben Ye'erim, and he was one of the Urgim, as people who weave, Rashi suggests he weaves the Reichas. Um, Beis Halachmi, well that would be Beis Lechem, and he killed Goliath Hagit and Pashto saying this, this is not our friend Goliath Goliath the one who attacked against David so no, no doubt this may have happened if we say this happened many years later in the life of David there's no problem that they chose to call somebody with the name of the hero Goliath the great Goliath who was unfortunately killed they would say by David so they called him also Goliath yeah okay there are many Mohammeds around. It's the most popular name now, isn't it? More people called Mohammed than anyone else. He had Goliath Hagiti. And he came from the town of Gath. The Eitzchanisai and the wood of his, the, 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 the shaft, yeah. the shaft of his spear was Kimnoid Oregim, was the width of the, the weaver's, um, something in the weaver's um, equipment. So it's trying to show how, how enormously thick his spear was. It, was, it therefore shows how big a man he was. That he was holding a spear. Because you want, you want to be able to hold a spear with all your hand, don't you? Yeah? So you don't really want the shaft to be too big. And he had this massive, great, big, thick shaft that shows how thick he was, how big he was. And perhaps it's also a Midkanegi Midasaur, somebody who came from Urgim, killed somebody who, was, who was, uh, had his face, this very wide spear from Urgim, and some sort of play on that. There is, I, I should say, a Chazal which says that we're talking actually about the, the Philistine that we know of. And um, Elchonon is also is referring to David because we find some reference to David being the beloved of Hashem as well. So it would, then, you, then you've got to jump back enormously in time. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And we're now saying there was also one battle when, again, with, with no Gov in the Philistine. And that was occurred many years ago. So we're talking about the descendants of Rafa, because he was also a descendant of Rafa. That's mm-hmm. what So uh, we're told about we 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 count this one as well to deal with all four in one go. It's a bit of Shverach. We've got a different name, and Bezlechem. I agree, but but apart from that, Ogim. I mean, it doesn't seem as if this is the the the. the the Goliath that we, we knew about so many uh, chapters earlier should, you know. So it seems more simple to say that this is a, yet another person in Divya Hayomim also clearly refers to it as a, being a different person. But he owned Gus, and there was yet another battle, and this one occurred with Gus. If you remember, David actually did capture Gus. By he ish Modain, there was a man who was, was a measure, that means a big man, you know. The Etzbeis Yodov, Etzbeis Ragov, Sheish for Sheish. He had, instead of having the normal five um, digits on his uh, hands and feet, he had six and six. Esrin Vahabor, Mitzvah, which is 24 in total. The Gamhu, Yodad Ahorpo, and he was also born to Ahorpo. So why do you have to tell you 24? Because if you just said six and six, you might think, he had in total three here, three there, yeah? You would think he had six digits in total in his hands and six digits in total on his feet. So he has to tell you, no, he had six digits on each hand and each feet. So he has to tell you 24. And if he just told you 24, again, you might think it's an, an uneven distribution. So he was actually quite uh, well organized. It was six and six and six and six. It just was a little bit uh, more than usual. Why we have to be told that it was that, I, I, I can't quite work out, but there we are. He was the, um, he was the man who had these 24 digits. Okay. Vayachorev is his soil, and he, he cursed the Yidden. That begins to sound rather similar to, to the, the Goliaths who we know mm-hmm. from David, who said, you know, so who is your God? They would come out and fight against our great God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's, you know, Vayakeu <coughs> then Shimi after David David had a brother called Shimi we're told about that and uh, Shimi had a brother had a son called Yonason and Yonason killed him again this suggests this was much this must have been much many years later 
So it could be we're just talking about the four sons of Horopha, uh, all those that happened at different moments in time. Well, the start, not all of this happened at the light, end of the life of David. What's your problem? You would have thought that they we we ate. Yeah, just just kept on, just kept on. But the interesting thing is that it doesn't seem as if there were many Plishtim left after Donald. I mean, it just seems as if he virtually annihilated them. I mean, the only thing we've got one to hear him, which talks about, which talks about Yosef Pelishes joining up with the enemies, but you don't normally find the, uh, them as being any danger during the rest of, during Malachim. It does seem at the end of it they've been virtually annihilated. Around that area, yeah, Gaza, yeah, well you've got the towns, Ashkelon, they also got Ashkelon. Ashkelon was one of those, Ashkelon and Gaza, Gus is, is further in towards Beisler, but before, before, um, the border was just before Beisler. The original border where they had, so they would expand themselves every now and then, maybe they'll get people back in it, and it seems that Dovid really controlled it. As Abbas Ayla, and we saw that Dovid in, in the end, we were told before, he succeeded in turning them into a, a tributary nation. They were paid taxes. As Abbas Ayla, Yuldur, Ahorpa, Bagas, these four were born to Ahorpa in Gas. Now that does suggest it was a person, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Rather than just the two, the Remnants of the nation of David, and, and they fell in the hands of David and his servants. Right. right now, I have to come to the Shi of David, which is purely poetry. Oh yeah, yeah, that woman, that, this person who's quoted in this positive song. This is the woman we're talking about. We've got four. We've got four, now four people being killed. Four great giants being killed. And um, two of them did, uh, clearly were trying to kill David, uh, and perhaps the others as well. In fact, it's, it's counted uh, when they count the ten. They count somewhere, somewhere about the ten four fights that David had, or wars he was involved in. They count each one of these four as being separate that they were involved in. They were trying to kill David. Now we get to chapter Kabbalah, which is poetry. I'm not very good at poetry, um, but I'll just give a, a brief, brief introduction. This just chapter chapter Kaf Base is to an extent repeated in chapter Yud Ches in Tehillim, that's why I brought my Tehillims here, to sort of see the differences. Um, it's, but to realize its, its significance, it might be worthwhile just quoting a, something from Talgum on Shir and Shirim. Because it's going to be called by David Dovid Hashem is Dive Hashiva in my I don't know if your permission if you're not sorry, it's laid out it's laid out like a shield. And in the Psalm it could be laid out like a shield. So it's a shield. And then in fact on the next chapter, sorry? Yes, and in mind as well. And in the end of the next chapter, if you look at Gimel, Ayla Divri Dovi Hurakoina. These are the the the, fine, the, the, the next words, the, the last words of David, and he gives the ne- what David said in chapter Kaf Gimel. Because I'm worried, what were the first ones? If these are David, they David So what were the first ones? I mean, you know, if somebody if somebody's being like Tehillim, David wrote the whole Tehillim, well, no, not all of it, most of it was in him. So what do you mean? These were the words of David. I mean, replacement doc, the David. What do you mean? These were the last words towards the end of his life. It wasn't. He didn't stop speaking. He gave a drosha to his son about who he should kill mm-hmm. after that. I mean, there were lots of things happening after this. So what do we mean that they did very David to Akhwainim? So Chazal says he had two Nagurs, two the old strong Ruach HaKadosh. Although Tehillim is written with a species of, of Ruach HaKadosh, mm-hmm. the true, really, to either proper Nagur or virtual Nagur were these, were that, that, that one there, and this one here. So it's written, is the only thing which is written by David, which is, which is, which is Nagur. Right. So the Targum in Shir Hashirim, he says that there has been, there's, in the history of human beings, there's going to be, what or is, was and will be, in total ten Shivas. Nine of them actually I can identify, I've got a problem with one of them. Let's see what he says, what they are. So the first one was, written, was said by Oda Barisham, when he's forgiven by the Abishta, and he said, Mizma Shir Liyamashas. Mizma Shir Liyamashas is counted as a Shir. Use the word Shia. This was the, the, he discovered the greatness of Shabbos and the greatness of Tshuva, and he, and he, and he praised the Kodesh for the whole Bria. 
Hold on, Mauritian. 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 Hold which is where they jumps of Oz Yoshia motion. Yeah, Oz Yoshia motion. We lay it out like a the same way. And the third one was said in the time of um, of the um, um, the had the bear. As it says, the end of the bear, Ozi bear Enulo is also Oz Yoshia. You saw the third one. The fourth one was said by Moshe Rabbeinu when he was about to die. Which is laid out like a shir, and also before it just says that's number four. The fifth one was said by Yeshua when he stopped the sun in Givain, and he therefore says once again, he says there's the favorite is a shir. And then there was a, the next one was said by Devoah after the battle with Sisra, and also says that it was a shir. The seventh was said by Chana. That's the one I'm more dubious about because there's no reference there about it being a Shiva. She says it's practiced parallel. She doesn't. So we call it actually, we normally call it the Shiva's Chana. Mm. But it actually does not describe, as far as I, yes. I made a mistake, in, uh, as being a Shiva. But its, um, form, its form is very much a Shiva, isn't it? It is, yes. Poetic. Yeah. It's very poetic, yeah. And, but it's not laid out like a, a yeah. thing then. And then the sh- this shiva, which is made by David, which is, is this one. And then the ninth one was said by Shlomai, which was Shia Hashirim. And he called this is the best. This was the best which is done so far with the Shia Hashirim, which is talking, when he puts it over in the, in, in the relation of a man and a woman, but he's talking about the love of the Abish to the Holy Soil and how unfortunately they've been separated and because of her misbehavior and nevertheless she's trying to come back and how she's remembering uh, the, the love that he showed her and, and he's also miserable about it. I mean, this is showing the, the love of the Holy Soil at Shia Hashirim. And what about the tenth one? Ah, well, the tenth one is going to be said by the Melech HaMashiach. Why? Because, uh, and that one having it from, Ye- from, from Yeshaya, who says, Hashia Yelochem Kedkeleo Tishadesh Chog. Like the one, the Shiva that you said in, on Yamsuf, that's going to be the Shia which is going to be said by the Melech HaMashiach. It was actually meant to be said by Chizkiyahu when he saw the Mapolos and Herod, but unfortunately he didn't do it. He's, he got, apparently, writing a shiva is not an easy job. Uh, it uh, requires a lot of energy and a lot of thought, a lot of time. And even Khalali blamed Tavera, for example, what, that one of the two things she said was inappropriate and she's punished for it. But she said uh, she blamed other people. She said, uh, she, you know, the other, nobody did anything about it. Acha come to Aimbi Yisrael. And that was regarded as inappropriate criticism of earlier Davis, who did she think she is, criticizing them. They probably had good reason why they didn't do it. I don't know. They did have good reason, and uh, he was also he, he was he didn't do it, and therefore so there's even one talent who says he was meant to be the Mashiach, and if he wasn't the Mashiach, no one will be the Mashiach. We we, we don't accept that, and we yeah, doubt that. He was for him. Well, it is an opinion of the Tanoim. Yeah. There is no Mashiach. That's what he said. No, never. No, we don't accept. That's not how we pass our lot. And we, whatever, but uh, it shows you the greatness of Chizkiah. So instead, says the Talmud, it will have to be said by the Melech HaMashiach. Now the point I'm trying to make from them is, don't therefore treat this Shiva, although I'm going to treat it, I mean, I'm great to say, very casually, because it's all poetic, and I don't understand what he's, what he's getting at. But it, this is what I don't understand some of the other Shivas either. Uh, you know, the, 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 these are great pieces of, of this, and even the, the Mephoshim would say, there had to be ten Shivas during the world. And the last one's going to be done by the Melech HaMashiach. We're dealing with great pieces of description of the Eberstein and his relationship to Kalisor and, and whatever. And therefore, they, it's not going to be treated, it shouldn't be treated as, a, as just a bit of poetry and, and, and whatever. But nevertheless, I'm not up to it. So <laughs> I can't even get it to, to explain it more than translate it. Now, there are two drachim which you find in explaining both it here and in, in, te, and in the and in Tehidim. One derech is to say that all is referring to the events of David's own life. Mm-hmm. And therefore they do find allusions 
in this story to the life of David and what David had done in this time and that the some say it's referring to Claudius Hoyle and it's talking to allusions to fights of Sisera, fights of this one, fights of and, and, and all the various events that will happen. And no doubt both are true. There is the allusions to both. Uh, but I'm not going to do any of that because it's all beyond me and just these allusions. You know, it seems, you know, it's, it's easy. And then I have to explain to you what happened that time, what happened this time, and you've, you've forgotten and I've forgotten and, and, and we'd have to, you know, spend time to tell you about it. So, no, so we won't do that, although Rashi is doing all of the fortune, you know, trying to do that. I'm just trying to point out one little aside. As I said, it's repeated again in, in Tehillim, chapter Yudches. But there's a large number of alterations. It's a strange thing. You've got the same thing there, but it's all changed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's changed. You've got, the, you've got it here, you've got it there, but it's changed. Of course, the most famous one is Big Dirty Shrews Malke. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't resist telling the joke. We've got, uh, <laughs> we, you know, we have many times said base she and base off. Mm-hmm. Shabbos, Migdal, and Shabbos. And the normal, and the joke is, is it was meant to be the Shmuel base. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Because it, it, what difference is, is there between between Magdil and Migdal? The Vedak actually says, they're, they're, they're the same. There's no difference. There's <laughs> no difference one and the other. However, Normally we do try, and it's even that one, to make a difference between the assault. These, this te- these, the chapters which is said here, by Dabe David, Rashem, the Jivay Hashiva Hazos, the Yom Hitzel Hashem, Aisha Mekavkor, Avon, Umikavshor, was not said, most of Hashem are learning, at the end of his life. It was said by David throughout his life. So whenever he had a tsar and he was evaded, uh, got out of it, he was saying a, this to Hillel. Now, no doubt he was therefore was improving it during the course of time. Mm-hmm. But that's why it says, the Yad Oivov and Shaul. They happened at different moments in time. He had many enemies. Yeah? Mm-hmm. He, he, he may have made it up first time when he was, when he was escaping from Shaul, uh, the, the basic, and then he made out he changed it during, during his lifetime, maybe. Um, and we've given a version of what he did. And at the end of it, the end of his life, he wrote it again in Tehillim. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a difference then between what we have here and what we have in Tehillim. This is particularly a David related, describing his own issues, mm-hmm. whereas there it's talking much more clearly stories. I mean, one simple illustration. It talks there in, in, the, in here, it says in, in positive base, Rayoma Hashem Sali Umatudosi. Li, for me. He's emphasizing me that's left out in Tehillim. If you pick up Tehillim, you've got it there. I'm speaking generally, not the, the Magdish to me would be talking to me, Dobbin. He deletes the, the me, the me to Dobbin. He talks to other things as well. He puts in towards the end of his life, um, he says, what's the base in, in the end of his life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. At the end of his life, he's thinking, all of this is all very nice. I said all these different things. I've missed one aspect which I ought to insert the David Davis. A person should have, mm-hmm. I love you. The Hirsch wants to say, that it means the love of the unquestioning love of a mother for a child or a child. The word Rachem he says is And that's not to be found in Shiva here. If you look by David Hashem Salim There it says Vayoma Hashem You're my strength that I that I love you. There is another difference here. Um, at the end of his life he says Le'eved Hashem, the David. <coughs> we don't say that. He says, Vaidabe David, Divajirazois. He doesn't here call himself Evet. On the other <coughs> hand, in, 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 in Yud, chapter Yud Ches, in Tehillim, he says, Lamnatseach Le'eved Hashem, the David. Now, whether he wrote that 
or somebody else wrote it, I don't know, but you can see why in his lifetime, when he was young, you can't call yourself an Evid Hashem. Who's entitled to call himself Evid Hashem? Moshe Rabbeinu was an Evid Hashem. Mm-hmm. Yeshua is called an Evid Hashem. Shemuel is called an Evid Hashem. sometimes, I'm wondering but, 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 but you should call yourself an Evid Hashem. Evid is a... And Moshe Rabbeinu was calling himself an Evid Hashem. So, so, but now towards the end of his life, he prepared maybe to realizing that he had been an Eved, he was forgiven for the sin of Beth Sheva, and he perhaps now prepared to call, to call himself an Eved. Or maybe later on they added these words, Alam Nasser, the Eved Hashem, how Klali Sol now regards him as the Eved Hashem. Yeah? So there are therefore differences between what you have in his lifetime and what you have. So it must have been later in his life. This was at the end, yes, I did, yes, yes, yes. I said the one to heal him. Was, this is what the Abarbanel says, and it's <coughs> what most of Shalim are saying. The Tehillim one is the end of his life, and it's been made more appropriate for Kali soil generally. Um, and it's taking out anything that David would have too, too specific <laughs> to him and his, his problems, although anything which is general would, 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 could be in anything which is, more, which is more specific. So we're going to have a few things which are more specific. So let's just, let's just deal with the first part of Adabe David again. On the day God would save him, and I understand that every time God would save him, Mikaf Kol Eivov and his enemies. For Mikaf, for Mikaf Shol. Interesting to him, it changes it to Mikaf Kol Eivov, Miyad Shol. Why to change it to Yad Shol? itself is raised is raised on by another issue why does he separate Shoal Shoal was one of his enemies why does he have to mention Shoal specifically and, and, and there's mentioned two ideas are mentioned one, one I, ideas, one, one, two ideas I'd like to mention one is Shoal was a different sort of enemy the other ones were killing him because he was the leader of the Jewish people he was a danger to them as a nation. Shaul was not killing him. Shaul was much, was different in different ways. He was, first of all, it was personal. Mm-hmm. When you're fighting against another king, once already the man has been deposed, or mm-hmm. he, he's no longer worried about him. I mean, why? Mm-hmm. Unless he's a figurehead. And then he's got a power to be the figure. Shaul was against him personally. It was him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, therefore, the Philistine were fighting the Yidden. Shaul was fighting him personally. It was him he was having a go at, as opposed to anybody, as opposed to anybody else. The others would be attacking him because he's the leader. Shaul was attacking him because he is a danger to him. So it's a different type of enmity. But also, it's a different because Shaul was a bissel mishnomal. Shaul had a problem. Shaul became was ill. He's a full success. He was depressed. Mm-hmm. Whether you say it's depression or whether you say, that, I mean, the Posuk the says that, that he, was, he was ill. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it was a depression, which was because he knew he was rejected by God, so he now went into a state of depression because he sinned, or whether it was divinely made a depression, which is also possible in the give maybe it was both. Uh, one way or another, he discovered some kazunt. It's the actions of a person who didn't really couldn't evaluate it. Whereas the Plishtim, when it came to, to attack David, or the or Doeg, and the other, or, or his son, uh, they knew exactly what they were doing. They wanted to, they were in their desire to kill, to kill David for, because they wanted to kill him. Here, Shaul was Nishput Badat, and every now and then he had a, a moment of lucidity, and he said, ah, David, my son, my son, remember we had this, yeah, there was a few times that he, he suddenly, he realized David wasn't trying to kill him. And also, it relates to the problems David had in dealing with Shaul. So, when it came to the Plishtim, the more Plishtim he killed, the better. He wasn't here, they came against you, they kill him. And the more you'd kill him, they'd kill him today, they'll kill you tomorrow. So, you could also kill him. When it came to Shaul, a couple of times he could have killed Shaul, and he couldn't. We have to remember if we had this, that David governed to the Abishta, don't bring me near to, to Shaul, because I can't fight against him, I can't kill the Messiah Hashem. And therefore, if he's trying to kill me, I mean, I've got double problems. He's trying to kill me, mm-hmm. and I can't defend yeah. myself. I mean, all I can do is run away. So the whole process which we had in, of David in those days which we had before in Shmuel, yeah, 
was David running away. He was never standing up against Shaul. He was always running here. Shaul was finding him. Joel found him, ran away to some other place. Yeah? And then, then the occasional periods of lucidity with, Do- with Shaul that he realized David could have killed him and hadn't killed him on two occasions. And then, yeah. when he comes to Kiltop, was in one case, and there was another case where he went into the spear. And he saw, he saw that David could have done it, and he said, Ah, my son, David, or whatever. And then he, once again, it came upon him this Ruach War, the Apostle says. So, um, therefore, the, 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 there was a qualitative difference between, between the fight against Saul and the fight against the enemies. You shouldn't be an enemy of somebody who's mentally ill. I mean, you may have to keep away from somebody who's mentally ill, but you, you're not really your enemy if you have Hasso Sholem, if you've got a, an elderly parent who goes around hitting you, then you don't feel that, uh, that you, 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 they're not an enemy, they're just unfortunately somebody who's crying. Um, the Gemara which talks about so we, we, we finish on a, on a, lighter, a lighter note there's a Gemara which mentions about Wanamora uh, and he turned up in Ezzisol and he asked him what are you doing here so he said well the problem was my mummy uh, who's a party widow said to me she wants me to find her a shidduch okay so I tried this is one condition we're talking about Kibbalave so he tried to find so he said alright I'll try to find you a shidduch Yes, I want somebody as young and as handsome as you. Oh, I mean, how can you know, how can you get him to fight? Somebody who's as young and as handsome as a son is getting nished. So what did he do? He said, "You so ran away to to from Paul to as you saw." Then come on, let's If you have an Rambam Pascal, if you have elderly parents who behave in such a way you can't cope with them, then you go away. You can't you can't maltreat them, and you can't live with them because they're hurting you or attacking you or you have to go, go away. So you, maybe the story's funny, but the, the, the event actually, when you thought about it, is not so funny at all. So I'll tell you something else then. Um, David was actually blamed by Chazal, by Kushbach on this. He ended up, so although I said, and he said, he puts it, the Yad, he uses Kaf, he says Yad, he was even worse than the Kaf, he was the Yad. But, um, he shouldn't have put them together. He shouldn't have referred to Shaul. He made a shiur about Shaul. He was blamed for this. And he was a Kachmok said to him, he was far greater than you. Now, I won't go back into what well, Shaul was, but he's far greater than you. Had you, been, had you had the muzzle of being Shaul, that he'd have been the muzzle of being David, I would have done a lot better for him than I did, than I did for you, because he was, he was greater. As a result of which, David then wrote another Tehillah, and I think I, I think it's here in Zion. I think it's here in Zion. Let's get a tea. We start. Yeah. Shigoyan le David, Asher Shor Hashem al Duve Kush ben Yimini. Shigoyan le David, the mistake made by David, Asher Shor Hashem, that he made a shiwa al Duve Kush ben Yimini, that that the Mapola of Shor. That was. He could have talked about the Oivov. And look, Hanam is not. David as Shor is Bislamdush. But nevertheless, yeah, it's okay. But to actually say you're making a shear on the Apollo of Shaul. Ah, Kevinish. Alright. So, Mr. Shem, we'll have to go through it next week. Yeah, I thought to myself, there's lots of words here which are so unusual, and whatever all poetry is unusual. So, I thought we might see a translation, if I get stuck, on the translation of the, either the article or the here. I mean, I think I know their translation, oh. never mind, but the words are used on the grammar generally, I'm not used to grammar translation.